Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how tax reform will affect people in the D.C. region. If they owe a bit more in taxes or they're getting a tax break, it's a couple thousand dollars you're on, a, on a couple million dollars of income. It's not that big of a deal. And if they live in D.C. and own a home or two elsewhere or have a mortgage or two on a home elsewhere, uh, then it's a big negative for them. Barry Glassman is joining us. He's founder and president of Glassman Wealth Services. Barry's company manages over a billion dollars in investments for local families and wealthy entrepreneurs. Barry's company has been recognized by Barron's, Washingtonian, and various places as having a lot of investment acumen, but he's most proud of how his company is recognized as the best place to work, achieving what he calls the trifecta, being identified as the best place to work by Washingtonian, Washington Business Journal, and Inc. Magazine. And yet, Barry, you're willing to spend some time with us going down market, Talking about what's going on with the economy. Thanks for taking the time. For you? Yeah, I'll do that. I appreciate that. And for everybody listening, you've got your finger on the pulse. Let's start broad. What's going on in the national economy right now? I know people are looking at things like Bitcoin and the stock market. It looks like it's a very prosperous time. Should people be optimistic? Uh, they should. Um, you know, it, it's been a, a really tough time for uh, the news cycle and all kinds of craziness and really unpredictability. We don't know what we're getting out of Washington. We don't know what we're getting out of a lot of places. But the place that has been consistent is company earnings. Uh, they've been consistent in spite of not knowing whether this tax cut was going to happen, in spite of not knowing whether we can bring um, uh, uh, v immigrants in for visas and, and to work for us. So uh, the earnings have been consistent, and we'll talk more about the tax code. But what the tax cut does, or the, the tax reform, would you call it the tax the Oligarch Protection Act of 2017. I call it the Accountant Full Employment ta <laughs> okay. Tax Bill of the of 2017. It, it no one would doubt that it extends the time uh, between now and our next recession. So I think it extends whatever steady growth that we've seen. Hmm. So so they're fundamentals, and that's really important because uh, I think that people often say, "Oh, is it a bubble?" What you're telling me is that they're economic fundamentals supporting the stock market. Well, and people ask, is the stock market going to go up? Well, well, I look at valuation as um, the valuation came down because of the tax cut. So whether the next year uh, is up or down, and I wish I knew. And if I did, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the key. It, it definitely lessens the valuation of the stock market because the earnings will be better regardless of growth just because of the tax code. Okay, so now let's turn our attention because... Of your perspective, I know you work with a lot of wealthy and successful business owners here in town, a lot of family businesses. What are you seeing locally? How is uh, the economy looking for folks that are doing business here and, and are still in the game? I think they're living the, the same thing that's going on across the country. And in spite of the uh, lack of predictability, I think uh, you had somebody on recently who made a comment that this is no way to run a government, meaning we don't know what the funding will look like. We don't know. We didn't know what the tax code would look like. We don't know what uh, this administration is going to do next. And that's a really hard environment to do business in. Whether you're in technology, government contracting, finance, almost doesn't matter. It's a really big challenge for leaders to understand and navigate uh, the lack of predictability as far as what's next. So what are people doing? Uh, businesses are just ignoring politics in a way they haven't ever done. I think they're doing business. A lot of businesses doing it. And you'll tell me if this is true for you and the people you're. I think they're doing business as usual and they're ready to pounce. Mm. I feel like people are waiting for opportunity uh, to pounce and take advantage of whatever's there. Mm -hmm. uh, and people are being patient. So 
You talk with a lot of uh, your clients. I certainly talk with a lot of my friends. The uh, the way that the tax reform is playing out is pretty interesting, and I think it's going to have particular effect on our region. What are you seeing? Uh, less effect here than other places across the country. We happen to, in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, two of those jurisdictions, D.C. and Maryland, are of the highest tax states. And in the region, we have of the most expensive real estate. So when you combine those things, and I've done the math over and over, at least the math that I can do so far for my clients, most of them in this area, they don't benefit, um, including the ones making millions of dollars. They likely don't benefit from this. And if they if they owe a bit more in taxes or they're getting a tax break, it's a couple thousand dollars on a, on a couple million dollars of income. It's not that big of a deal. And if they live in D.C. and own a home or two elsewhere or have a mortgage or two on a home elsewhere, uh, then it's a big negative for them. So those are individuals. What about businesses? My my fear is that uh, when I look at the business community here, a lot of our most successful businesses are operated as partnerships or sole proprietorships where the owners are the ones generating the income. My understanding is that the way the tax laws have changed, if you're a passive investor, it's great. But if you're an owner who's working, it's not. Well, if you're if you're making over three hundred something thousand dollars as a married couple, then then no, you you likely don't benefit from that. That's the way it's written. So you're right in that the businesses that are run as partnerships, um, especially if they make over three hundred something thousand dollars a year and they work there, they're not going to benefit. Um, and you got to back up from you know the the partnership government contracting firms. Look at all the law firms. These are these are lawyers who are making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year. And I view most of this for them. If you live in D.C. is as a big negative. So if I'm listening to this, I might say, well, cry in your soup. Who cares about these rich guys and gals? Is this is going to have an effect, a spillover effect on the overall growth of the region? Right. I mean, it's not just a problem of oh, some some people are going to pay higher taxes. It's going to slow growth. Well, well, it is. And it'll happen uh, upon the turnover. So it's not going to happen in 2018. It's going to happen when the $3 million home in McLean or the, the people who own uh, property in Ocean City, when they go to sell that, the next person who buys that property, if they can't deduct the property taxes and they're limited on the mortgage and so forth, um, yes, they may still buy, but it changes the, the overall cost of that property. So it sounds to me, Barry, that... The world has become very complicated. Are you seeing people deal with this in a different way? And, you know, it used to be I had a lawyer or I had an accountant, or I had a financial advisor. I talked with them in a vacuum. What are you seeing now? I'm seeing coordinated advice. Uh, and it's something that had started years ago uh, where uh, before the Internet, before you could email all the documents and things. Well, let's all meet together and discuss this. And I think this is going to be huge before AI comes, before artificial intelligence just solves all of this stuff in the next few decades. I see us taking a step back. Um, I have a client who's a very successful business owner, and he's looking at signing a 10-year lease for half a building. He doesn't just have his accountant and COO in it. He has his client advisory board there. He has his attorney there. And I attended as well as his personal financial advisor to think through the ramifications for him and his wife as it goes through this. Having those different perspectives is going to be key. And what's amazing is, Sometimes this happens in the medical world at some of these executive um, health places where all of the doctors work together in a room. In the financial world, it's rare and it should happen more often. And this is where the wealthiest people are able to get their team together to act without ego um, in a productive um, uh, way, without conflicts of interest. 
I see more and more people getting together with their, getting their advisors together to help make these really tough decisions, especially when it comes to tax, especially when it comes to the next investment for their company. So the net net is that tax reform has made business, it's made it more complicated to do business in this region, not less. Uh, the, the whole bill has made it more complicated across the country. Now, if you are uh, somebody who has simple itemized deductions or simple deductions, yes, it becomes more simple, but that's only in one year. You may, in fact, benefit from bunching up some of your deductions in one year and then uh, doing a standard deduction, the simplified form the next year and complicated every other year. So you still need some advice as to uh, what are the next steps and how do we play this game over the next few years? Also, a lot of these things for the businesses, uh, the provisions are permanent. For individuals, they slowly disappear over the next 10 years. So even if it's simplified, it's temporary. A conclusive example, yet again, is something my granddad used to tell me, which was that money doesn't come with an instruction manual. <laughs> Barry Glassman, as always, is great to speak with you, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.